We've just done a very exciting production meeting, as Ben called it, off air. And you weren't telling me off, Ben. Can we just draw the line now? You weren't telling me off. I was not telling you off. I would have nothing to tell you off about. You're a great co-host. Thank you. I mean, it doesn't hurt to say it once in a while. Hello, this right here is the RTQ Film Podcast, episode 26. We are Ben and Jacob. Welcome along to the show. Good show for you today. The Golden Globes is happening at the time of this is coming out tonight. Very exciting. The nomination. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, I forgot we do this. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. this is the, the night before and then it comes out in the morning. So it's today. I forgot we pre record these things. Well, we can't possibly do it live. I don't think that's even a thing, is it? I think it is, but you have to pay more money, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not, we're not doing that. Our budget doesn't quite stretch there. So Golden Glow's happening tonight. Very, very exciting. Uh, we're going to obviously be talking about that. Plus, we've got reviews from Palmer. Resident Alien and The Assassins, which is very exciting. Uh, ben Palmer, an Apple TV Plus film. You love your Apple TV Plus. Did you love this film? Yeah, and um, Apple TV Plus had their biggest weekend ever last weekend with the help of right. Palmer being a big release. So that's a streaming service clearly going in the, on the up. Uh, I feel like it's about an ex-convict, isn't it? I feel like a lot of uh, Netflix is content content at the minute. It's about ex-convicts. Obviously, Wells Toughest Prisons did really well. Um, I feel like there's a lot of serial killer documentaries. I feel like this uh, there's a really big uh, market for this kind of thing at the minute. Yeah, well, this is less about the crime. This film it stars Justin right. Timberlake, the uh, the singer. He is a great actor. If you have, but he's not really done anything. Since the social I mean, network. I mean, he was in Cats, wasn't he? No, that was Jason Derulo. No, 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 no. He's been in something animated where he did the voice. He did Trolls. Yeah, there we and go. He also and is, I, he also I does all the trolls. music for Trolls. He's very involved in those films behind the scenes, which people often forget. But it's about he's playing an ex-convict who um, gets out of jail for attempted murder, and he goes to stay with his nan, and... That across the house from them, there's this family living in a caravan and the mum is a junkie and uh, she's got a six-year-old son who's not jet... He's, his favourite thing in the world is fairies. He's big into them. He, there's a scene where it's Halloween and he dresses up as a fairy and he's quite a feminine young boy. Um, and anyway, through a series of events... Justin Timberlake's Palmer character ends up looking after the boy and they form a really beautiful uh, friendship. Now, this film, say what you will, it's cliched, but it's got a huge heart. It's really sweet and it's kind of uplifting by the end. It it plods along. It is quite long. It feels very long at two hours, but um, it's pleasant and it's uplifting by the end and some people have been really sniffy about it. It's had some horrific reviews because it is overlong and it is maybe too sentimental. I don't mind that. I quite Does like... Does it drag on a bit? Does it kind of... Or is it a bit long? It's quite slow. I think that's the problem. And it's a film that you've seen many times as well. But It's not an original context. Yeah, but those things... That's not me saying it's annoying. It's quite sweet okay. once you've got it on. It's quite cute. And... That's mainly due to the acting performances. Justin Timberlake, he's brilliant. If the film was better, I think he would have a, be an award contender. 
he's kind of strong and silent and macho and manly and he kind of breaks down barriers of toxic masculinity really well. He also has a great chemistry with the love right, love, um, love character played by Alicia <laughs> Rain. You forgot the name then, didn't you? Love, love, um, yes. love, love, love carries. Played by Alicia Rainwright. And the two of genuine... I mean, Ben's Ben's just told me in our production meeting that he watches two to three films a day, so you can forgive him for forgetting the name. Yeah, they have... Do they ever all blur into one? Sorry to interrupt your review. Do they ever just kind of blur into one? Oh, that was that film. Oh, yeah, that was that film. Yeah, and particularly... um, It's when I have to watch something a couple of... And it's not interesting or inspiring. And then I have to wait a couple of days. Then I will just not remember anything about it Alicia Rainwright plays Sam's teacher Sam's the little boy and she also starts caring and if you are these two have chemistry Timberlake and Rainwright and the have thing they ever is, worked together before no but I'm not the only person who's noticed they have chemistry because if Ooh. you google Justin Timberlake or Alicia Rainwright you will see lots of tabloids and gossip sites talking about their romance uh so they're brilliant. They are brilliant. But Obviously, they don't have a romance. Justin Timberlake is happily married. Well, we don't know if he's happily married. So Ben, we literally, right, you, we watched this documentary about celebrities in the 21st century that you told me about the other day. And you were telling me about how you think fake news is terrible. Yeah. No, I, 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 I want to see you try and come back from this. I wasn't saying he was having an affair. I was saying we don't know the details of his love life. Okay. We, we, we couldn't know what's inside his marriage because as much as we all think we know Justin Timberlake, we know the media image and personification that he's given us for the last 20 years that he does successfully break down in Palmer, which is a film that you forget you're watching Justin Timberlake. You... Which is yeah, I always hate that. This was my problem with Dunkirk. Whenever Harry Styles was on it, I was like, oh, it's, it's Harry Styles. It's Harry Styles. And everyone was like, oh, Harry Styles. Oh, my God, Harry Styles. You know, it kind of takes you out of it when you just know yeah. the actors. I think that's because Harry Styles was such a small... Not small, but he was a supporting player. And this film... He did well, though. Fair play to the lad. Yeah, this film is Justin Timberlake. It is two actors throughout the whole thing. Ryder Allen, who's the young newcomer the child actor is brilliant he's refreshing he's delightful but it also rests a lot on tim blake's shoulders he's in practically every shot of the film it's if if he was not a good actor yeah this film would be terrible like unwatchable but you forget it's tim blake which is odd because he's a character who we've all known for so long He's, he's proper a I think. He's a household name. Everyone knows him. Yeah, and I think that's why this film's done really well on Apple TV+. Plus. To be fair, to I don't numbers. even like his new music. So I like his old stuff. Don't like his new music. So I wouldn't be an ordinary be focused on acting. The one... I've seen him act in something before, and I said on the podcast that I didn't think he was a good actor, and you bit back at me for that. It's, from this, it sounds like he's really good, and this role is really showcases his skills as an actor. Yeah, well, he's done a few bits. He's always dabbled, but never really been it, kind of. He's never focused full-time, because he's always done one or two roles. He did The Social Network 10 years ago, which he was great in a smaller supporting role. He did that Friends with Benefits film, which I think actually works. I thought he was quite a charming rom-com lead in that. 
but he never came back. And then he's not really made a non-Trolls film for about nine years now. Yeah, I think it was Trolls I just hated. Yeah, but... That's What's worse, Trolls or Cats? Cats. <laughs> Trolls is also aimed at people significantly younger than us. Yeah, what's Cats aimed at? Cats isn't aimed at anyone. <laughs> that was the... It just was never a good idea. I mean, I love that film because it's bad, but it was never, <laughs> ever a good idea. thing is, it was bigged up so much. Well, it was bigged up mainly because of that appalling trailer as well. <laughs> like, we all knew how terrible it was going to be. And then it came out and those reviews were amazing. Like... They were amazing. Some of my favourite people were like wanting to pile on. And then the really shocking thing was that it still didn't make any money. Like people didn't turn up. Yeah, they to must it. have gotten so much debt, man, because, you know, that cast that they got for it would not have been cheap. And all those effects. Oh, oh yeah. Yikes, that, that did not do well for Universal Pictures. But <laughs> that it, did not do well. It, it made like 8 million on the first weekend. Oh my gosh, I've literally just seen on Instagram Cats 2 coming 2022. BS. Yeah, that is absolute BS. <laughs> I just wanted to see your face. Well, mainly because uh, they could not make a film in a year and a month. So Should I say 2024 or 2023? If you said 2023 or 2024, I'd have been like, oh, that's a bold, <laughs> bold move. I, I yeah, like you were straight up. You paused for a second, looked, and went, "Nah, nah, nah, that's bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would... right. Shall we carry on with the reviews? Yes, uh, I think. Uh, just before we go on to Resident Alien, uh, what are you giving Palmer Apple TV Plus? It's a watch what... if you can. It's... Watch if you can. Okay, that's surprising, mate, considering how much like hype you hyped it up. Yeah, well, I did say it was like overlong. And yeah, that's cliched. And um, I, I mainly hyped up Justin Timberlake. Let's. Additionally, we don't want to like give everything a must watch as well. You know, yeah, otherwise it takes away the meaning from it. This is actually a strong week as well. Credit where it is a strong week. Uh, unlike last week, where we started and you just said to me off there, "Yeah, it's been a dry week." <laughs> last week had its sin though, and nothing, yeah, nothing this week touches its sin. So. Still, really? yeah, if you've not... Oh, watched... no, it was news last week you thought was slow. Yeah, it was a slow news week, but, yeah, if you're... Are we doing news this week? Or no, we're just doing... We're just doing grapes. Okay, okay, sorry. Uh, let's carry on with the reviews. Resident Allen TV show on Sky One. It's on Wednesdays at 9pm here in the UK. Is it available worldwide? Uh, yes. Look it's... at me thinking we've got international listeners, eh? It's on a network called Sci-Fi in the US. And actually, I was going to tell you this, Jacob. I looked through our stats. We have more listeners in the US than we do in the UK. So, do um, we? Yeah, so maybe I should... How are we doing for listeners? I'm not going to say on air. Let's keep I the mystery. Okay, okay, okay. Is it more than we think? Yes. I was positively you know surprised, but oh, I was expecting... I know American friends. I really want to visit America one day. Um, I'm I, I'm glad that... I can't feel reaching people in America. Yeah, I was kind of shocked. But uh, anyway, Resident Alien, um, it stars Alan, T- I can't say his surname, um, who's an alien who's Target. landed on Earth. So, uh, 
Wow. I'm getting E.T. vibes, E.T. vibes. Yeah, who's on a mission to kill all humans, um, and he assumes the identity of the Doctor in small town, Colorado. Uh, it's based... uh, taking the title of the Doctor, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Doctor Who, hello? No, no, he's not taking the title of it, he's just literally taking over the town Doctor's body. He kills the town Doctor. Uh, right. And then takes their body. And it's based off the Dark Horse comic. Um, now, to say my expectations for this show were... It sounds good, by the way. I am liking the sound of this. Well, I wasn't. To say my expectations were low would be an understatement. Right. I genuinely thought this was going to be awful. But, and this is a big but, I have only seen one episode... The show right. is off to a great start. Nice. Um, Tyduck or Tudrak, his performance makes it work. He's great. He's kind of like got the quirky offbeatness that makes the alien fish out of water thing work. And it makes Harry, which is the doctor's name, more than just like one note. It's more than just a oh, funny joke, but right. it's stretched out too long. It. The first episode didn't feel too stretched out, which was what I was worried about. Um, and it had some great human characters, which helped the thing go, and it had twists and turns. Um, but most importantly, Resident Alien, it knows what it does, and it's really sincere about it. And there's something that really works with comedy, I think, when something just holds its heart on a sleeve and sincere and sweet. We've seen it with Ted Lasso, which everyone who's watched loves. There's just, when something's all, and Paddington as well, when something's nice and kind and sincere, you can't help but smile and love it. And yes, Resident Alien is doing so many well-worn tropes. We've seen it before. And many people would be cynical. I kind of like how Resident Alien does them, not cynically, but, um, oh, hello. But it's kind Sorry, of. Sorry, I was just sending you a video of Ben, and Ben, ben was like, "Oh, he's sending me a video for yeah. it." It was for our dear friend Charlotte. Ben. Oh, we need to get her on. Uh, it's... Yeah, she wants to come on. She wants to come on. That's why I sent it to her, so she can be like, "Well, I might not have been on yet," and she will come on eventually. She will be good. She'll come on for one of our Oscar specials. I'll try. She'll replace me, honestly. <laughs> That's why I don't want her on. <laughs> She'll be good, man. She'll be good. She will be good. She would be good, but like, I feel like. With us, right. we we bully each other a bit. But yeah. if me and Charlotte were to do the podcast, we would just bicker. Right, yeah, that's the thing. Like We have it as a light-hearted joke and move on, but I feel like you two would just keep going on and on and on the whole podcast. It would turn toxic. Yeah, and I feel like it would be more off-topic than ours, and that is saying something. No, it wouldn't be off-topic, but... Would... I feel like if you said something, she'd be like, I'm sorry, no, that is ridiculous. No, 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 and properly, like, fight. We would have 50 minute art, art, like, arguments, and it would end up with me going, she better listen to this episode. You know, but... what, you know what you need to do? You need to get a mute button with her. Yeah, and it would end up with me saying something horrible and patronising, like, who's the film critic here? And then you would get loads of comments. Well, you probably wouldn't, but people would probably think, well, that Ben's a bit of a dick, isn't it? Yeah, I, it would just look really bad. Anyway, but she's going to come on at some point and she will be absolutely great. But she won't be here full time, <laughs> is what Ben's saying. Anyway, 
Resident Back Alien. to the review, speaking of going off topic. Resident Alien, I was just going to say, so that we don't forget to say it, is a must watch. Yeah, it genuinely does. It genuinely does sound really, really good. Uh, still to come on today's Articule Film podcast, we're going to be, well, Ben is going to be reviewing Assassins, the documentary film which is available right now on VOD. Uh, also going to be talking about The Investigation, which is a Swedish TV show on BBC iPlayer. But right now, the moment you have all been waiting for, it's happening tonight. Let's talk about the Golden Globes. Right then, right, when I just said the moment you've all been waiting for, Ben, like, kind of, like, punched the air, like, oh, yes, bloody hell, I'm excited. Oh, you... Your smile right now is your ear to ear. You seem so excited, mate. I am so excited for Golden Globes time tomorrow. Sorry, you're excited. I I didn't get it. You excited? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. O- only, you're a little kid. Only, it's like your birthday tomorrow. Only a little bit. When they come out at two in the afternoon, I'll be following the live stream on Facebook. Um, and you'll have Twitter open as well. I will have Twitter open to see what people are discussing. Because, you know, this is... I love film awards season. It's great. I love watching the films. I love thinking about the films. I love thinking about who's going to win. That's so wrong. I, I love watching the films. I love thinking about the films. I love being... <laughs> I even love being annoyed when the wrong film wins. So, <laughs> which okay. always happens. Do you punch stuff? Because I know some people get so into football if their team loses. If you, the film you're really backing to win loses, do you get annoyed? No. I... Get less annoyed at film award seasons than I do at football, to be fair. Like, yeah, you're the football, which is so like, unlikely. Yeah, I have genuinely looked at... I'm an Arsenal fan, football-wise. And I've genuinely looked at my phone, seen Arsenal lost, losing, or the other team's got a goal and thrown it across the run out of anger before. <laughs> like, I bet your family are just like, if they hear a noise, oh, what was that? Just Ben, just Ben. It's... <laughs> Yeah, well, no, I don't know. I'm not... I'm a big sports fan. I, I kind of like most things, bar music and gaming, but I'm quite knowledgeable. And two of the things I like, music and gaming. Yeah. Anyway. Right, uh, should we talk about the Golden Globes? So we've got the nominee predictions here. And, oh, we're going to be discussing best drama picture, best comedy picture, best TV series uh, drama, best TV series comedy. Ben, take it away, my friend. Yeah, we're just doing the big show ones. We'll go into more individual detail on individual categories, fundamentally, when we know more. Tomorrow's the first time real we know who has momentum. And I just thought, say that this doesn't go on for ages because... You're going to hear me and Jacob really analysing and talking about award season. But I thought we'd have a nice little fun taste talk about who's in the running, really. Yeah, so let's talk about best drama picture first. Now, this is uh, this is always a tough category. Yeah, and the problem with the Gobes is they're drama picture and comedy picture. And normally, of the final best picture nominations eight or nine of them would have competed to get drama picture and only one of them would have competed in the comedy category um, or would have tried to get nominated. So it tells us who's really strong if you get a drama picture nomination. It means you're most almost definitely locked to get in at the final 10 on Oscar's Best Picture nominations morning. And 
it does show who's got the early momentum, who's our early season favourite. And in that, it's the Trial of Chicago 7, Nomad Land, One Night in Miami, and Matt Rainey's Black Bottoms. I would be shocked, like aghast, if any of those four films did not make like it in. Like aghast? Not aghast. It's a word. I've never heard that. Well, it is. <laughs> But you'd be shocked, mate, if they were. I, I would be jaw on the floor. Those, I think, right. are the... Who do you think should win? Uh, I haven't seen Nomadland, which is favourite to win. Um, right. So, I love One Night in Miami. I would really like that film to win, I think. I like I mean, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and Trial of Chicago 7. I gave them both positive reviews on the pod. Um, but that... On the website, I'll take you film. Go check it out. Yeah, um, that means the fifth cat spot in this category is kind of out in the open now i don't think it will go to a streamer because trial of chicago 7 uh, and my rain's back bottom on netflix one night in miami's amazon uh which is why i'm not predicted david finch's mank which is also on netflix and was the oscar frontrunner for so long and then it came out and people just didn't really care for it instead Is i'm it going to let down it was a bit of a letdown, and no one really liked that film. People just thought, admired it. And the slot of where people admire over loved has kind of been taken by Nomadland. Um, I th- reckon Paul Greengrass's News of the World will slip in. It's a Western starring Tom Hanks. It's been released by Universal, and uh, it's coming to Netflix in the UK in two weeks' time. Very exciting. So I think that will make it in Overmank. That's my kind of bold call. Um, Amazing. And we will, of course, be discussing the results a little bit here on the RTU Film Podcast next week. All right. Who loves a comedy? I do. Uh, best comedy picture. Let's yeah, talk we've, about that. we've needed a few comedies last year. Uh, yeah, man. It's only a shame that not many oh, came. Man, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to say something. I saw an episode of the American in-betweeners. What the fuck is that? Oh, that's a whole different conversation. That is just awful. Oh, my God. And what's weird, Taika Waititi, who won an Oscar last year for Best Writing... Who we love on the podcast. Who we love, not just his name, his directing. He made that... I mean, I only recognise his name. Wait, what? He made that. He did the TV show. I was shocked. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's go back to the Globes. Uh, Comedy picture. I don't think a single film will get nominated at the Oscars from this category, sadly. Yeah, but, you know, I want to talk about them. It's the second biggest category at the Globes. They're quite fun films. And the Hollywood Foreign Press is the only film organisation that's recognising Hamilton as a film. They've said I'm that. Just did a little, like, you know, I, the I YMCA, just, like one No, it wasn't a YMCA, it was just a kind of dance thingy. Uh, you know, there's a dance where people would like the Y kind of thing, you know, where you go up, two hands up in the air and just kind of bring them down like that. I don't know how to describe it. Ben just did one of them. He's very happy. You like Hamilton. I do. I, I like it. I think best comedy slash musical motion picture is the perfect category for it to get in. And it's not touching the Oscars, which means I don't have to be annoyed about it there. Because it's not really a film. And when I end up watching the Golden Globes, I'll 
enjoy watching the Hamilton stars um, see it. I'll enjoy watching them there. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's a lock for a nomination. I've, so, we've got two more categories to discuss about the Golden Globes. Very exciting. Should we do best TV series drama? Sorry, can I just finish best comedy? <sighs> sorry, I thought you finished. No, we've only said one film. Um, the no, other lock. Sorry. I'll sorry, speed sorry. up. I'll speed up. I'm sorry. No, sorry, I thought you'd finish. Sorry. No, I just finished talking about Hamilton. The other lock is Borat. Very nice. I love that film. Who doesn't that, that's love... why you didn't want to get me to cut you off because you wanted to do them. Very nice. No, I love Bora. I love Sasha Baron Cohen. I think he'll get like four or five nominations tomorrow. Um, that's in because everyone watched it. Yeah, I think The Prom will get in on Netflix because of Ryan Murphy. Palm Springs might get in. I've got that down. Everyone really liked it. The final two slots. Um, the final slot. I'm going for A24's On The Rocks, which was released on Apple TV+. Plus, But it's got re no real buzz, Sofia Coppola's films. So instead, I wouldn't be surprised to see Emma get in instead, because that has um, everyone's favourite, Anya Taylor-Joy. And she's very hot right now, and she's lead. Can I go? Is it the next one, It's the next one. Let's go on to best TV series drama. Um, I love this category. I love this category, man, because I love my series and I love drama. So this is this is going to be a good one for me. So I'm really interested. Ben, who are, who are your hot picks? Well, uh, firstly, we know the Hollywood foreign press love a British period piece. Well, it's foreign press, so they do love foreign TV shows, which is why I'm calling both The Crown and Bridgerton on Netflix are going to do really well in nominations. And they're um, both two huge films. Yeah. Like Bridget series, rather. I meant series. Bridgerton was like the most watched thing on Netflix, or up there. Yeah, my parents are watching it right now. Yeah, I, I watched it with my mum until it got too many sex scenes. Um, <laughs> yeah, those two are both in. Third week in a row we spoke about Bridgerton, you watching it with your mum, just saying. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's, it's the truth. It's I mean, my mum did say to me, Oh, it might be a bit rude for you. Mum, I'm 18! <laughs> yeah. Adults. I, I, I can deal with sex. Um, yeah. Mostly. Uh, anyway, otherwise, there was Ozark. I think we'll get him because it's ha its third season was big in the spring. It was highly acclaimed. People liked it. It hits high note. And the other two things I think will slot in are both genre shows. One is Lovecraft Country, Country from HBO, and the other is arguably the fourth or fifth most popular show of the year. It's one of your favourites, The Mandalorian. Oh. I mean, when you say one of my favourites, I like, is pretty tough. I instantly knew what you were going to say. I mean, it oh, I was... love it! I bloody love it! I really hope it wins. Yeah, I. You know, The Mandalorian's in Fortnite. I, I kill him every time. I currently have the Mandalorian to win. Just, it's a placeholder there. I, I, I cannot tell you how happy that makes me. I might do a Ben YMCA in the air. Yeah, I think they're going to split the love between their three new darlings. Um, I think Bridgerton will win Best Actress for the girl who right. plays Daphne. I think the Mandalorian will be, win Best Series. And I have, 
I might, before tomorrow, take out of my predictions Lovecraft Country, Country for the boys, which was also a very popular, big, bombastic show. How come show. that might change? Uh, just because I have a... The boys, I think, could sneak in. It's very loved. It's culty. It's fun. It's, it is popular. And I think if that happens, I think Anthony Starr, who plays Homelander on the boys may win Best Actor, which would be very deserving. The other thing that could get into the mix, Matthew Reese is very popular since The Americans. His new HBO show, The Reboot of Perry Mason, probably is sitting in 6th or 7th, no matter what. So no, I would not be surprised if he uh, was in. And the final category. Yes, uh, very excited about this. Uh, is this the biggest category? One of the biggest. It's one of the biggest. One of the four biggest. It's the best. Best TV series comedy. This is where you'll get your laughs. And I'm... one of your favourite, right? One of your favourite uh, comedies. We love to discuss it on the podcast. We love that when it's getting talked about at award ceremonies, they actually put the writing and subtitles on the screen so everyone knows how it's spelled. Shit's Creek, that's up for it, right? Oh, yeah. Shit's Creek. I could either see it sweeping like it did at the Emmys or getting completely shut out. I think it will get nominated for the main four and in comedy because it's shot in Canada, it stars Canadians. You want the cast of the Shit Creek to come to your party. Let's be honest, they're all lovely people. And it's just beyond anything, it's funny. Um, I think Hollywood Foreign Press, they love the Brits over there. The Globes always have loads of British people starring. Our American listeners presumably love the Brits. Yeah, the, whereas the Hollywood foreign press, and they always seem to go for British things, which is why I'm quite confident that both the great and the wonderful Ted Lasso will get in. They may have Americans leading them, but the rest of the cast is supporting. And actually, I think Lasso will beat Creek to the final best TV series Ooh, comedy. Bold statement, two that we've heavily talked about here on the RTE Film Podcast, going head to head. Yeah, and the other thing I think will sneak in is from New Zealand, but it has a trio of underrated British comedy actors, including Matt Berry. It's what we do in the shadows. I just love that show about vampires. You know what I'm loving? Stuff that we reviewed on the podcast, and now we're talking about being up for Golden Globes, and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. I remember yeah. you talking about that. See... This is educating me doing this podcast. I genuinely feel more educated. Right, we still got two more reviews to do. Let's do Assassins, which, like I said, it's a documentary film available on VOD now. Yes, so three years ago, the world was shocked by the news that King Jong-un, North Korea's supreme leader, his brother had been killed in a North supreme Korean leader, airport. Supreme leader, wait, what's it? Supreme leader, Jim. It's like Star Wars. Yes, yeah. supreme leader, Smoke. It so, is, um... Anyway, then there was the whole media thing of the two girls and people thought they were cold-blooded killers created by North Korea. Assassins... To be honest with you, nobody knows what the fuck goes on there. Well, no, Assassins actually goes behind the headlines and really sees every aspect of the case while looking at the geopolitics of the North Korean dynasty and how these two young women, yeah, uh, the young women who killed it, how they were actually manipulated into it i don't know how to describe it but they were convinced they were doing a prank show and do you think this is genuine or do you think it's just an excuse a story 
I do, having watched the documentary, believe it's genuine. Neither of the girls are from North Korea, uh, which is for one. For another, you see their text. You can see how the web spins out with lots of supporting players in the crime who manipulated them, had connections to John Um. So, and there were two girls who wanted to be famous and they were told, they were like, they were told they were doing it for a Japanese prank show where they would be putting baby oil on someone's face and, to, and then cough and pretend they killed the person when actually instead of baby oil that the producer gave them, it was, uh, I think it's Novichok that killed him in the end. Anyway, American filmmaker Ryan Wright, uh, sorry, I can't say his name, uh, who's previously directed the Netflix miniseries The Keepers, He's got a riveting web of lies, it's murderous, it's intrigue, it's all of those things you love in a true crime documentary. But it's also the story of sexism, it's the story of violence, it's the story of diplomatic bad faith and dishonesty, and it's like a John Caro novel for Snapchat and Instagram age. It's shocking, brilliant, amazing, the best thing you'll watch. So you are, let me guess, giving it a must-watch. Must watch. Yeah. I love how now, must watch. <laughs> I love how excited you get. I love it. Oh, there's nothing better than reviewing something you really love. And talking about the Golden Globes. Oh, yeah. Nothing better. <laughs> right, our final review today is a Swedish TV show on BBC iPlayer. Um, is it a Swedish um, TV show that you watched with English actors dubbing over the voices or do you have subtitles on? Talk me through. I had subtitles for this. It's directed right. by, um, I think his name is, I know his surname's Lindorf. I think he's Tobias Lindorf. But I, yeah, it's directed by the Danish screenwriter. Sorry, it's Danish, Tobias Lindholm. He's a writer. We've and, just spoke about it being Swedish. Sorry, I wrote the wrong thing. <laughs> It's because the story is about Swedish people, but it's a right, Danish okay. casting crew. He's the Arrow Man. I'll, I'll uh, it's directed by Tobias Lindholm, who is one of a very underrated director. He directed two of the best films of the last 10 years in A Hijacking and A War. And if you've seen those films, you'll notice they have a cast who are the same. And he's one of those directors who has his set of actors and those set of actors turn up in the investigation. It follows the Copenhagen homicide unit and their detective Jens Muller, played by Sron Malling, uh, who leads an investigation into the murder of the Swedish gymna- journalist Kim Well. It's a six-part Scandinavian crime drama based off a real-life case. Um, the investigation, um, it's got all your usual ingredients of a true crime show. It's got your grizzled public services, it's got your plucky sidekicks, it's got your angry parents. But it's more than that, and that is through the cinematography. Because the plot has a victims murdered in a freak submarine accident, and the scene where the submarines is emerging out of the water is... It's just in a diving position. Ben, what is it with these movies? It's submerging. It's a submarine... (laughs) I'm, I'm showing a submarine submerging out of... I wish, I wish the listeners could see this. Yeah, anyway, um, the, the submarine coming out, that felt like an event artistic. Um, it's got great lead performances from Malling and... Um, I forgot to write his name down. But the guy from Game of Thrones, and he was in Outside the Wire, and he led both a war and a hijacking. And he also hosted Eurovision. You'd recognise the face. Um, and it's all about small details instead of big, shocking twists. Um, 
And it puts the victim first. You, Kim Wool, who's a real-life person, you feel her even though you never meet her. And it doesn't soften or tame any of the details. And it doesn't focus on the murderers. It focuses very much on the victims. And in that, it's probably better than most true crime genre things. Mate, that's what you love, because um, was it the, the Ripper that we reviewed? Yeah. And you thought you didn't give enough on the victims and kind of painted them in a bit of a bad light in a way. And the other one that was shocking was Des earlier right. this year, which named it after the serial killer and cast David Tennant in the lead role. Like, that glorified the guy. And it didn't talk about why. I don't want to review Des. But I'd say many right. problems with that. It's a must watch. Must watch. So three must watches today. Strong pod, man. Yeah, and uh, sorry, Jacob, we didn't get to do your binge of the week. We can yeah, tease I it know. for the listeners. Sal, we are running a bit short with time, but we can do the binge next week. Yeah, next week. Uh, you'll and have... uh, a little teaser for for the binge. Um, it was inspired by TikTok, by something I saw on TikTok. It made me want to go and rewatch it. And um, it's based. It's, it's, it, ben, it is it is good, right? I'm not sure I've watched it. What? Well, the children's book that was very popular when we were growing up. I've got four up, of them on my shelf right now. Yeah. I was banned from reading. Why? And that's... What? Why are we banned from reading? I don't know. My mum never let me. Uh, and thus... Ben, you honestly watch the films. The second one and the third one are funnier than the first one. Okay. Maybe I'll watch it if I get time. If you don't know what it is yet... Tune in next week to find out. Ben, what an amazing podcast. I've absolutely loved it. Sorry for cutting you off again. I'm sure I'll have some serious words uh, later on. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. He doesn't really mind. He doesn't really mind. Love you lots. Thank you very much for listening. Hi, our American listeners. Bye. Bye.